Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we have Carolyn Yi with us today. She is the vice president and former president at San Diego State University for their esports program. So without further ado, Carolyn, go ahead, introduce yourself. Talk about like what sparked everything. You know, you're an esports program vice president and president. How did you get there? Like, why esports? Why did you choose to delve into the world of gaming? And what kind of led you down that path to where you are now? Um, so I started gaming in high school a little late, uh, considering uh, most people start like when they're like, I don't know, 10, 11, probably even younger, um, start out with like consoles and stuff. But I actually started with League of Legends uh, in my junior year of high school because uh, all my friends were playing it. They're like, you should try it. And I was like, all right, fine. I kind of got addicted, played way too much League uh, during high school. Um, and then eventually when I went to college, uh, I didn't have any friends that came with me from high school. So uh, I was looking for a place where I could make friends and play League with people from my school. So I found the eSports club and uh, got involved really, really quickly, like made friends with all the board members. Um, and like halfway through my freshman year, the president was like, hey, so do you uh, – you want to take over being president like next year <laughs> and i was like um i literally just joined this club like a couple months ago but sure i guess why not we'll, we'll see how it goes right <laughs> yeah so i became well i started training to be president my second semester freshman year and then i officially became president my sophomore year so uh it was it was crazy i didn't know what i was doing and it was like insane with how much i had to learn and like event planning and managing a team and all that stuff um but those skills translate into real world jobs which is great so um now i know how to manage a team i know how to use google docs and google spreadsheets and stuff um and uh, yeah, so then I, I majored in business marketing, which I'm eventually going to hopefully turn into um, managing events for prof professional esports organizations um, and doing like community development or maybe doing things like conventions. Um, those would all be really awesome. I love conventions. They're so mm -hmm. fun. And I spend mm -hmm. way too much money at like the merch <laughs> stations and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I want to be the person to organize all those things because I think they're really fun events that bring the community together. Awesome. Yeah. Events coordination. I know that from a little bit of experience, that is extremely difficult, especially in that large scale, like you say, in those major conferences and major mm -hmm. tournaments um, that we see in like League of Legends, Rainbow Six Siege, CSGO, yeah. all those, you know, tier one titles. Um, so from that perspective, you, you touched on it a little bit, those soft skills you gained in gaming growing up right playing league competitively it's an incredibly complex game you can't learn <laughs> yeah. it overnight you can't learn it over one year really it takes you know years and years of practice to develop you know to become an expert at that game and a top mm -hmm. performer so what kind of soft skills do you think you developed that translated very readily and easily into you know a profession or that collegiate sense of you know pursuit of becoming an event coordinator mm -hmm. um definitely communication is like the the prime one that I learned uh, in league, you have four teammates. So you have to make sure you guys communicate, say like, oh, someone's coming bottom lane. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to be ready. Otherwise, you're going to get killed. Mm -hmm. um, so communication was definitely the first thing that I learned. Um, 
and then uh also like scheduling matches and stuff like you have to be very organized have a planner or like a google calendar or something um because if you're going to practice do practice matches you have to make sure the whole team is going to be available um and then for your regular matches you also have to plan those as well if you're in a competitive tournament um so definitely time management and uh using google calendars mm-hmm. um what else did I learn playing League? Uh, I definitely improved my hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm generally a very clumsy person, so the fact that I have hand-eye coordination in League is yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's because I put hours and hours of work into it. So. Exactly. Practice, 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 right? Yeah. And I think, I guess, off of that, also dedication and like practicing. Like I was very, very dedicated to learning. Uh, how to play league and how to play other games as well um so that really taught me a good work ethic uh Mm -hmm. for really improving myself exactly yeah i think you touched on a number of fantastic skills that i think for some of our viewers out there they just don't realize that what goes into becoming a high level performer right communication skills having Mm -hmm. that ambition dedication and work ethic to strive to become that high level performer while also having those in-game skills communication teamwork you know being able to form (laughs) exactly that's just that's the beginning like if you have that foundation you know you might be able to you know play some league somewhat competitively in some mid rank um you know gold rank or whatever the league rank is i'm not completely Mm -hmm. familiar with that um but to get to that very high level it takes that times a hundred times a thousand and on and on. And yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> the pro players play like, I don't know, eight hours a day, like a normal mm-hmm. work day. Mm-hmm. They play train, they analyze their VODs and stuff like that. It's, it's crazy. The amount of time they put into the game because it's mm-hmm. their entire life. <laughs> exactly. And you touched on basically my next question and point. So as a <laughs> VP and president of an esports program, um, mm-hmm. you know, managing all those teams, you have to, I'm sure you make sure that they don't practice too much or they don't practice in the right way. So like you say, you know, mm-hmm. practice, you know, a work day, eight hours from a professional level, but they don't just play. They analyze, they develop skills, they develop strategy and build the team rapport, you know, trust in each other and the teamwork ability. So it all kind of comes together, right? So it's, some, yeah. it's not just playing. So talk about how you make sure that practice is quality rather than just quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, during the week, we have them practice probably like two, maybe three times a week, like a couple hours each time. Um, But then on our Fridays, uh, we have our general meetings where everybody comes together. uh, Well, usually at school, but I mean, right now it's kind of the situation's kind of changed. So we have them meet online um, via uh, usually Discord calls and they review VODs, make sure that they're um, all in the right places, that no one's kind of wandering away from the team, mm-hmm. um, things like that, and uh, have them analyze their mistakes. So if they've um, made some mistakes, they try to improve it for next time and make notes of it. They also practice a lot of like strategies, like for CS, they practice smokes, um, and they practice where to put them, how to throw them, um, what angles, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Um, just to make sure that their strategy is on point as well and that their like coordination is uh, there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, I think there's a, there's a, a really good thing with like throwing smokes in CS or some utility usage in other games mm-hmm. like Rainbow or League, uh, you know, using items in League and making mm-hmm. sure they're they're not only the right item to use or the right utility to use at that moment, but also the timing of it and the direction of it. There's some very yeah, precise yeah. mechanical skills 
that players also have to practice. Like I said, that quality of practice will go a long way in the success of those teams. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Our, our CS team has like dedicated channels for each map that they play and they mm -hmm. put like videos of smokes for each map in those channels exactly. and they talk about them. It's it's crazy how much they uh, like look into these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Th those fine mechanics, they blow my mind still. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I <just laughs> watch too. other people play those other games, I'm like, wait, you threw that smoke off the fourth brick? I, you know, yeah, you, you bounced it off and, this yeah. and this. <laughs> exactly. How long did it take you to figure that out? Oh, okay, yeah. Then now it makes sense. But it lands perfectly. Yeah, they were like, the round, I just, so. I just kept chucking them until it worked. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so talk a little bit about all the teams that you help manage in the program. Do you approach mm -hmm. different teams differently? Is there some things you have to focus on when a some maybe a student has a problem being part of that team, or there might be you know an issue within the team? How do you help resolve those? Is there any particular approach that you found more successful than other ways? Mm -hmm. Um. So. In general, for most of the teams we have, it's the same approach. Uh, so like scheduling matches is pretty similar. Um, making uh, Doing practices and things like that, that's all pretty similar. It's pretty standard for each game. But in terms of uh, each unique team, um, each one has their own problems. Like sometimes uh, there's a teammate that doesn't feel like they uh, belong. Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely those times where they're like, oh, I feel like I'm not good enough to be on this team. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, it's okay. You you did the tryouts, you mm -hmm. practiced, you made it on this team for a reason. <laughs> um, so uh, conflict resolution is always a very interesting thing to tackle because it's different for every person. Yeah. So uh, I think the best way to do it is to just talk it out, um, see what the issues are from both sides, what their teammates think, um, what that person themselves thinks, mm -hmm. um, and really just uh, discussing what went wrong and how we could approach it better next time. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. I think especially like people like you in your um, roles as vice president, you know, the, the director, whatever that role that is titled is still a support staff right you support the team mm -hmm. and make sure that their communication's on point outside of the game just as much as yeah. inside of the game you don't have to make sure that the team is you know they like each other first that probably goes a pretty long way <laughs> yes um, definitely yeah we definitely they're not had to move teams around mm -hmm. just because like some people just didn't click exactly so. yeah i think having that support staff um at a collegiate level is something that's missing in a lot of places and it's missing almost anywhere on online play or at a lower level like in high school at younger yeah, ages of course, there's you, just when you solo queue there's there's no management mm -hmm. there <laughs> exactly and people i think it is definitely a trend in esports where people develop those bad habits um especially mm -hmm. within teams because it's so easy in esports just to you know leave your team and join another one obviously at a university it's a little bit harder because you got to play for your university um mm -hmm. but introducing those students in an environment that they've never experienced before right before they could play for whoever they want with whoever they want whenever they want and now all of a sudden mm -hmm. there's all this structure so like, have yeah you... now they've got to coordinate <laughs> exactly exactly so how do you help those kids like you know become more involved in that structure and develop that work ethic alongside teammates at that uh collegiate level mm -hmm. um so I don't know. That's a complicated question. Uh, we kind of ease people into it. We have different levels of teams. So uh, there's some that are a bit less high pressure than our like D1 teams, like so to say. Um, so we have like a D2 and D3 kind of mentality. There's there's different levels. So usually people will start on those lower teams and they'll get used to it. They'll start realizing that they have to coordinate with their teammates and practice and actually 
really pay attention during practice and see mm -hmm. if they can improve. Um, and then they slowly kind of move up to the more high stakes teams that are competing in the bigger tournaments that are competing against harder players, things like that. Um, so it's kind of like a introductory system where mm -hmm. they start low and they work their way up. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that system. I think throwing anybody just to the wolves is always um, not good for that individual. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I think those kind of structures you have going at San Diego state is phenomenal. Um, I would love to see that more from anybody I talk to um, just mm -hmm. in esports Cause that's exactly what, you know, we're trying to help to create those structure to really support those players as they move up on their personal journeys. So mm -hmm. going a little bit outside of just the playing role, you know, we're talking about the support staff. So talk about the professions and the roles available within esports that isn't just being a player. There's so many more options about that. So talk about, I know we talked about what you do in particular, but talk about the importance of that and what other roles there are in your program and all those opportunities that you are looking at in the future going into the professional world. Um, there's like so many opportunities. It's crazy how many different things you can do in esports. Like, if you name it, you can probably do it in the esports realm. Like, you can be a psychologist for a, a professional esports team to keep them mentally healthy. Um, the other roles, specifically in my organization, there's social media management. You can manage all of our social medias and make sure that we're uh, our face looks good to the public. Um, you can. Uh, manage our finances we have to make budgets we have to manage our money make sure that we are uh, spending it in the appropriate places and that all of it's being tracked um which is a great way to uh segue into managing money for like a professional esports organization and things like that um what else can you do you can be a game coordinator or team captain mm -hmm. um that manages all the matches, does in-game leader call-outs, things like that, which gives you a really good sense of leadership and how to manage a team as well. Um, let's yeah. see, what else? Oh, uh, we also have recruitment. Um, we have to recruit hard every semester, um, and that's a whole new set of skills. You have to mm -hmm. be able to figure out how to flyer, how to advertise the club so that people will come, how do we keep members engaged. Um, those are all really, really valuable skills uh, that you could use in the real workplace um, because you could be like an HR manager. You could be uh, someone who's hiring other people to work for your company. Um, yeah. And that can be done with recruitment in our in our club. Exactly. Yeah, I think you named, you know, that's just really is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's so many different roles, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially as you expand into these large scale companies, the AAA titles like Ubisoft, like mm -hmm. EA, like Activision Blizzard. Those are massive and they have, I'm sure, teams just for social media and teams yeah, just for support, course. like, you know, for one game or one roster, so to say, for just one of their games, um, especially in that organization level. So there's so many opportunities going forward. Um, so kind of looking towards the future for the collegiate side of things, what are some things that you have experienced that you or maybe didn't experience because there might be a hole there or a gap? Um, in the infrastructure or the way the format of tournaments that you hope to see the collegiate scene improve on and move towards that, um, keep growing as uh, collegiate esports? Uh, so what's something that was missing for me? Um, honestly, a lot of uh, school support, actually. So I was really hoping for our school to really support our program, give us funds, maybe make us an arena or not an arena, mm -hmm. but like a little place with computers that we yeah. could play in. Um, 
but it's been really difficult for us to actually get the attention of the administration. So honestly, that's the biggest thing that I think my experience was missing. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of schools are moving towards that. A lot of schools have their own um, arenas and things like that, like um, you, uh, University of California, Irvine, they have a whole gaming center uh, dedicated to their UCI esports program, which I think is really awesome. And there's lots of other schools that have dedicated rooms as well. Um, and I hope SDSU can move towards that and that all uh, universities can eventually have their own space to game and practice because right now our players just practice from home. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a little bit less uh, community oriented, I think, the way that we run it because they all play from home and they just communicate over Discord. So it'd be cool if they had like a LAN center where they could all just yell at each other and be like, hey, <laughs> come over here. Do it now. Yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, start it, echoing through each other's fun. mics, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, you don't get the full experience if you're not together. Exactly, and I think that really does help the students so much more. You know, when you're sitting next to your teammates, you know, you're gonna build those team build. You know, you're gonna build those teammate skills. The you know mm -hmm. the trust, the respect, the just you know interrelationship communications. Right when you're next to someone you're going to build those skills so much more that will help you later in your life. Um, and yeah, whether that exactly. is, you know, going to play professionally, going, you know, into a, the workforce, anything like that. Having a land center is incredible and it builds so many skills, so many skills on top of the ones you already do gaming. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's definitely a good step forward. And uh, yeah, I've definitely seen them pop up across the country, but they're mm -hmm. nowhere near as relevant as, you know, every university, you know, you have a football team, you got football practice, um they got football the fields they've got yeah, like exactly. weight rooms exactly. everything so we want it to become like an official sports program mm -hmm. like everything else yeah because the time and effort <laughs> and all the dedication and ambition you put into esports is nothing less than traditional sports right these guys mm -hmm. put in just as much work as football players it's different work um but that doesn't devalue it or lessen it by any means typically you could even play a little bit longer because you don't have to worry like there's definitely physical fatigue and mental fatigue in esports a lot of mental fatigue for sure mm -hmm. um but for the physical side of things it's a little less so because you know you're not sprinting around trying to hurt yeah, people yeah. almost <laughs> <laughs> and you can play all night if you want to exactly. <laughs> you're on a computer so exactly there's always someone to play Stadium with too. Close. <laughs> exactly the fields aren't closed and the lights don't go off the sun doesn't set mm -hmm. um so yeah i think there's definitely some hope looking towards that mm -hmm. so um also looking towards the future from um kind of like an esports professional realm, right? You know, we talked about so many opportunities there are at the within the collegiate programs from a business standpoint and a workforce standpoint. Where do you look for, you know, potential jobs for yourself maybe in the future um, outside of college, but still within esports? You know, what are you hoping to pursue? Uh, I know we talked about events coordinators, but where do you hope to see that grow or work you, you think you can help see those industries grow? Um, so for me, I've been looking for jobs like primarily online. Um, there's lots of opportunities on a website called Hitmarker mm -hmm. um, that is specifically for esports oriented jobs. So I've been looking mm -hmm. a lot on there. Um, and like for me, I've also been looking on the professional esports orgs websites like uh, Team Liquid and like uh, Evil Geniuses, all that stuff on their org websites. They have mm -hmm. a careers page. So I've been kind of scouring those two. Um, but yeah, right now, I mean, it's a little difficult to look for jobs just because of the whole uh, global crisis right now. So mm -hmm. um, honestly, being dedicated, applying to as many jobs as mm -hmm. I can 
um, and keeping my resume up to date and my LinkedIn as well um, is really the main things that I've been doing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's definitely a great approach um, and looking towards the future. So I got time for one more question before we have to sadly end this um, episode of Spencast. <laughs> um, looking back, so, you know, you played a lot of games in high schools. So what advice would you give to um, a student in high school right now um, in how to pursue their passions and ambitions in esports? What advice do you wish maybe you took yourself when you were that age um, or just advice in general and how they can help themselves get to that next level at the collegiate um, esports arena? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say get involved now. Like if there's an esports club at your high school, or even if there isn't one, you can make one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are other kids in your high school that would want to play games with you and would want to train to be real teams. Um, there's a lot of colleges in San Diego actually that have esports clubs and that have teams that actually come to the collegiate tournaments because um, I personally hold a, a LAN tournament every semester and we invite high schools to that, like Bonita mm-hmm. Vista High School. They have a team that they always bring for Overwatch and for League of Legends. So. Um, get practicing now. Um, it doesn't hurt. Uh, you can. You actually have a lot more time in high school than you do in college, to be honest. So mm-hmm. you have time to practice your skills now um, and really get involved in the esports community. I would also say um, don't just practice your game sense, but also go to local events. Go to um, like, I don't know, Smash tournaments. Even if you don't play Smash, you can network. You can talk to people. Um, maybe meet some industry professionals if you go to, like, a convention or something. Um, so just get really involved in the esports community now before you don't have time to in college. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's, a, that's great advice right there. And especially the involvement part. The esports community, I know, you know, there's definitely some you know, not-so-good aspects of it with toxicity and bullying and that kind of stuff online, mm-hmm. at least. But the community in vast majority will always step up to help anybody that wants to learn more about esports. I know if someone yeah, walks into, you know, walks up to, you know, a land that we might be hosting in the future, like, Hey, I don't really understand what just happened in that game. I'll be happy to sit down and, you know, explain that <laughs> strat maybe, or maybe, you know, talk to a parent and say like, Hey, this is the goal of the game. You know, that character right there is your son or your daughter. Um, and, you know, really just take, you know, hold their hand and guide them through it. Because I know if I help them do that, the scene is to continue to expand, which is all which is all we want ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something really, really great that I saw. Um, I went to BlizzCon a few years ago, and uh, when I was watching the Overwatch League finals, they had explanations of each map and how it mm-hmm. works, and it was really cute. Like everyone else that plays the game was like, "Wow, these are really basic explanations." Mm-hmm. But for all the parents that were attending with their children, mm-hmm. they were like. Oh, so that's what they're doing. They're guiding the the payload to the point, you know? Exactly. Um, it was really great to see all these parents like, oh, now I understand what they're trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. Just those basic little clips will go a long way and will make a lot of people's yeah. days. Um, and, you know, if we can keep helping there, I think that'll really help everybody in the future to come. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. So, Carolyn, one last time, tell us where we can find you, where we can find your program at San Diego State, what social media, all that kind of great stuff, um, and then yeah, we'll finish up. Um, so, San Diego State Esports has a Twitter, at SD State Esports, um, also a Facebook page just called SDSU Esports, um, and Instagram. So, just search SDSU Esports on your favorite uh, social media platform, and we'll be there. 
Awesome, awesome. Yeah, everyone go check them out. They have a lot of great opportunities, if you're, especially if you're a student looking um, for something on that West Coast. Or if you want to move from the East Coast, I mean, hey, a lot of people do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come over to sunny California. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> yeah, sunny. I mean, San Diego beaches right now, That's those sound pretty fun. <laughs> All right, everybody, yeah. thank you for listening. Carolyn, thank you for taking the time to join us. And everyone Thanks out so there, stay healthy. Me. Yeah, 100%. We, we're glad that we could have you on. Um, everyone out there, stay healthy and stay happy, um, especially in these very difficult times, to say the least. Make sure you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your loved ones and stay plugged in.